which yeah. imagine filming that scene yeah because yeah, nothing's happening <laughs> there's nothing's happening he's just going <laughs> i think that's, that's just it. nicholas cage getting coffee <laughs> that's him going to starbucks hi what can i what do you want for your order <laughs> would you like milk and sugar with that <laughs> sorry sir we don't have any pumpkin spice lattes <laughs> okay that joke's over that joke's over that joke's over <laughs> coffee yeah. for nicholas rage <laughs> right um are you guys okay to get started i yeah. think so yeah cool so um I'll, I'll do an intro and then uh I'll, I'll introduce you and we'll just have a chat let it let it feel loose you know it's all uh, right this is it's super unprepared but that's that's the point of this. It's great. Nice. You'll love it. You'll love it. Right. Um, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another installment of the Film Me In podcast, where this week we're here to uh, film you in some more. <laughs> uh, well, why uh, did you have to add the laugh? Because it's, it's more fun. It's more fun. Add <laughs> more character. Um, I am, I, I'm your host, Mr. Xander Langwiston, as always. And with me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. David French. How are you doing, David? I'm I'm doing good. I've got a bit of a sore throat, but you know what? I can do a podcast, well, so I'm good. Well, good because if if you couldn't, then we'd have been a bit screwed, I, wouldn't we? Well, yeah. If I couldn't, I wouldn't be here right now, would I? Yeah. Well, I mean, actually, that would have probably been all right, wouldn't it? Um, anyway, um, we're not alone. <laughs> we're not alone this week. We've got a brand yeah, you might new be voice. A bit of a laugh. <laughs> We've got a brand new voice in the Discord call. Um, it is Mr. Logan Mock. How are you doing, Logan? I am doing great, Xander. Uh, thank you for having me on. Uh, no problem, no problem. So, uh, Logan is the host of the Ups and Downs of Nicolas Cage podcast. Um, and we, I think we, we've all got one question. Um, yeah. Why? What, what, right, what that, made you do this? <laughs> um, well, Nicolas Cage has always been sort of like a meme, like for a while. And it was fun to joke about with my friends, like, oh, today's Nicolas Cage's birthday. Oh, so today's the day he was in this movie. And eventually, um, I was talking with one of my friends, and I said, oh, we should definitely do a Nicolas Cage podcast, and we should, like, do it at Denny's, like, every day, and we should get Nicolas Cage on it. And um, <laughs> he thought it was a joke, and I didn't, so um, <laughs> it's just been me doing it. Amazing, amazing. I love, I love the dream. ultimate betrayal. Yeah. <laughs> to be completely honest. Like, I, if I had said to Xander one day, yeah, we should do a Nicolas Cage podcast, he, he would have just said, why am I friends with you? And then done it with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But instead we said, hey, let's let's film you in, David. And then I, he filmed me in and enjoyed it. <laughs> and David at one point did think I was I was offering to uh, insert something into him, but yeah, because he didn't, <laughs> those days are past. He didn't specifically say film you in. It was just let's film you in. <laughs> so it kind of like, sounds like fill you in. That, <laughs> what, what I mean what? now now we're just explaining the gag of the name of the podcast. <laughs> so um... <laughs> that is the best way to do a joke. Let's be honest. If you explain a joke every single time, it becomes funnier. 
Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so this week, to celebrate um, to celebrate Logan being here with us, we figured we'd look at a Nicolas Cage movie. That, that makes sense. Makes sense. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Like That's the whole point of his podcast. We might as well do an entire episode on it. And so we figured it would be a it would be fitting for us because we like ragging on bad comic book movies. You like yes, Nicolas Cage. Mm. Ghost Rider exists. Let's do that. It certainly does. Definitely. Can I just say exist. before before we start talking about it? Can I just say I unironically genuinely love this movie. I think it is such a fun movie to watch, and I have a lot of nostalgia for it. So. I'm likely not to say much bad about it because I can see past the bad and just see the schlocky fun comic book movie. But YouTube have all the fun saying, saying how shit it is, basically. Yeah. Um, we will. This movie's shit. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> and yeah, I'm a comic book fan. I love comic books. I have hundreds in my room. But even I have to draw the line somewhere. I have to acknowledge <laughs> when it is not enough to meet the needs yeah yeah you're right yeah. you're absolutely right it's it's in that weird point right before the mcu started before comic books really before comic book movies sort of became uniformly good mm-hmm. so it's like comes came out in 2007 and it's it's a sony one as well which is weird because you know sony have only really done spider-man movies at this point as well yeah that's that's why mm-hmm. I thought. But at the same time, I felt that like this movie belongs so well in the Amazing Spider-Man universe, with just like how great and bad it is at the same time. <laughs> I would never yeah. call the, the Amazing Venom Spider-Man universe. films great. Well, <laughs> maybe the Venom film, man. Oh, don't get me started on Venom. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. <laughs> I have the biggest love-hate relationship with that movie. I'm aware because you keep on rewatching it, and I'm keep on asking why. It's because I hate myself, David. Is that what you want to hear? <laughs> yes, Sunday. Yes. Um. So, Logan, overall, what what are your what are your overall thoughts on this movie before we get into the real plot of it? So, overall, this actually was the first time I've watched the movie in full. Was wow. in preparation for this. Because it's been on like in the background at like family gatherings or at a barber shop. Like I never watched it in full, so I didn't That's have any like. Barbershop. Yeah, it was it was an interesting experience, and so I didn't really have any connection to it, and I see more flaws in it than I do good parts. I would say definitely definitely i mean i'm i I said like that that as if i'm surprised i've not actually seen this all the way through either i the bits i remember as from as a kid were like the opening and then a couple of moments when he's ghost rider later on Mm -hmm. um but yeah i'd I'd never seen like the end of this movie before so it was interesting seeing that um but i think nicholas cage's performance is is interesting because he is he brings that manic energy yeah that you'll yeah. have to see but also he, he's he's quite boring as well at the same time i was going to say that as well actually he's very he's he's got like a full-on juxtaposition with the character where he's really funny and fun to watch but you can tell he just does not give a shit like <laughs> when playing the role because he just wants the money so he can buy more dinosaur skeleton things 
Yeah, and and he petitioned for playing Ghost Rider. Like he lobbied really hard to get this role. He even had a Ghost Rider tattoo yeah. that he had to get covered up for the That's film. Awesome. Yeah. And I so I was expecting, I was expecting with like that kind of like passion in it, like it'd be not a good performance, but a Nicolas Cage performance. Like he goes all <laughs> out, he goes over the top, and he just delivers like an enjoyable like performance. But he just really. It was like lackluster he really fell short yeah but like as well mm. i was reading up saying that the, the budget was originally 50 million and then when he agreed to be on he said he would only do it for a massive fee so then the budget is it blew out in the end to 110 million dollars it's like that's how like so he really wanted this role but also if he took the role he wanted a lot of money that that something mm-hmm. there's a disconnect there isn't there only reason I can yeah. imagine is one, we, like it's famously known that Nicolas Cage was at one point in crippling debt, and that's why he's appeared in so many roles because he would take any paycheck he would get. But I think the other thing is he probably saw the script, saw who made it, realized that it was the guy who did Daredevil, and then wanted more money. Yeah, I mm-hmm. I wrote that towards the end of the movie. I was like, man, who who made this movie? What else did he made? <laughs> uh, I actually wrote I wrote, holy crap, the guy who made this also made Daredevil. And we've we did a podcast a few we've, weeks ago on the Fox yeah. Marvel movies, and um, we've got we, a history. We did a tournament on it, and we actually put Daredevil through over Deadpool just because of how <laughs> ridiculously fun it is. <laughs> And uh, yeah. I think I think we made James cry that day, didn't we? Yeah, we did. We made James very annoyed because he really, really, really loves Deadpool. And then I I was the first one to say um, Daredevil because I just said I, I literally just thought, you know what? For the meme, I'm gonna say Deadpool. And then Alex started thinking about it. He was like, you know what? De- like I, I, I mean, I said Daredevil. It's it's late. I'm tired. Sorry, but um, <laughs> but like Alex then started saying. You know what? Come to think of it, you're right, David. Daredevil's a bit more enjoyable to watch over and over again. I'm going to say Daredevil. And so it was a tie. And then Xander was just like, fuck it, Daredevil. <laughs> that, that was the exact line. It was, fuck it. Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to, you, see, that, that's the kind of energy you, you've walked into here. It's that fuck yeah. it energy. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm down for that, yeah. I'm down. <laughs> Oh, then you'll enjoy being on this podcast, mate. <laughs> uh, so, shall we... So, the normal thing we do here is just read through the plot on Wikipedia and stop if there's a funny moment. Um, yeah. Are you down for that? I am 100% down for that. Let's do can it. Can I just say, Xander, can you not read it from Wikipedia? Because every single time we read it from Wikipedia, they miss out like seven scenes and then put them at the end. They do miss out seven. Yeah, but that's mm-hmm. the fun, isn't it? That's the fun. And there's also <laughs> no, lots of spelling it's mistakes. it's just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and there's always spelling mistakes and there's, the grammar's off. It's, it's tradition mm-hmm. at this point, David. It's tradition. <laughs> yeah, but the viewers don't get to see that. <laughs> Joe's getting annoyed. So it just sounds like I've got some weird speech impediment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it just sounds like you're a bit of an idiot who can't talk. Yeah. But it's fun. So, the plot. <laughs> um, so the, the movie opens, and uh, the demon Mephistopheles... I did that in one mm. take. 
sends his bounty hunter of the damned, the Ghost Rider, to retrieve the contract of San Venganza. San Venganza. Yeah, I think it's Venganza. Yeah, Venganza, mm-hmm. for control of a th- of a thousand corrupt souls. Seeing that the agreement would give Mephistopheles the power to bring hell on earth, the rider refuses and escapes with it. That's like the opening uh, dialogue from yeah. Sam Elliott. Can mm-hmm. we just say Mephistopheles is just the devil? Can we just refer to him as the devil if he's called that throughout the entire thing? I don't yeah. know. I like the challenge. Yeah, but I know that you're going to mess it up really badly every single time now. Exactly. I like the challenge. <laughs> <laughs> so we we then cut to 1986 and uh, Mepho- oh, fuck, the devil. <laughs> <laughs> the devil reaches out to 17-year-old Johnny Blaze offering to cure his father's cancer in exchange for Johnny's soul. Um, mm-hmm. Enter uh, some sort of It's Always Sunny reference there. Um, you gotta pay the troll toll <laughs> but I, I wrote down here there's a moment when the because uh, he's in like a circus tent and the devil walks in and he's walking around it and lightning's flashing outside and as he walks past one of the kind of transparent um, like bits of the wall the lightning strikes and you see his shadow and he's like this almost like goat figure with like a yeah. A walking mm-hmm. stick, and he's like, it's just skeletons. And I think I thought that was really cool. Yeah, there's a lot of hidden stuff in this film. Like you know, like especially I've I noticed on a rewatch, like there's a lot of hidden stuff in the shadows. There's a lot of hidden stuff with the, the character design as well. Yeah, like I, every single time that he um, whips the chain around him, it, the chain like readjusts itself slightly just to make it a bit more comfortable. And I thought that was a stupidly needless touch but it was quite nice <laughs> but it was useless and why did they put so much effort into it because you can clearly see that that took them like five tries to get each time oh definitely definitely <laughs> yeah I liked the flashing and you saw like the um, this ghosty sort of um, after effects on him yeah I feel like they really overused that by the end of the film they oh, did definitely. i thought if they used it a lot less and a lot more you know secretly i think that would make this a proper like hidden gem of a detail but it's just kind of it's in your face by the end of it it's, it's very mm-hmm. obvious when it happens as well because there's like a musical key as well you're like oh. yeah <laughs> so it's you know it's it's not hiding anywhere um, it's like in <laughs> L.A. Noir. Whenever you get like you get it right, it's just do do do. Then um, the next morning, Johnny awakens to discover the cancer has been cured, but his father dies from burns sustained in a stunt accident. So the devil like messed him about, didn't he? Oh, what a trick! Yeah. yeah. Can I just say this? Like that moment when he wakes up, he saw the um, the letter the night before on the X-rays. And did he go in for more x-rays at like 5am, get the results back immediately? Yeah, I was <laughs> I was wondering about that. He just he Honestly. just feels better in himself, doesn't he? Because yeah. he's coughing yeah, a lot. He's just, ha- he's just having a good day, basically. It's not yeah. the fact that the cancer's cured. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a bit more energetic today. I, yeah. I had a coffee. You know, I'm sorted. Yeah, at first he was coughing, then he was fine, and then he was in a coffin. <laughs> oh wow! 
and Logan, I'm sorry you have to be here for that one. <laughs> I'm, um, I like. I'm a fan of bad puns. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, so I'm, I'm feeling like ending the call right now. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, then Johnny accuses Mephistopheles of causing his father's death, but oh, he keeps saying it, it but Mephistopheles <laughs> considers the contract <laughs> fulfilled and promises to see him again. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. So, can I say two things about that really quick? Go for it. The, um, Mephistopheles tricking him into oh i cured your father's cancer but he dies the next day that's like the most classic devil trick there is yeah did he not yeah. consider it for a second that like there's obviously gotta be more to this no i think he was trying to read the because uh, like what happened in the film he was trying to read the contract and then he's um like he cut his finger on the top of it also how did he cut his finger on that was it like because you know that that paper didn't look too sharp no 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 it's just devil he shit. He's bleeding a lot. Like yeah, he and... bled quite heavily to drop that drop of blood. Mm-hmm. But um, and... the, he did take it back off his hands, and so I don't think he had time to read the contract. Maybe. Yeah, and that's the second thing. He signed it without reading it, and he didn't yeah. mean to sign it. It was like accidental. But once it again, just... that's just that's basic devil one hundred and one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, not it's... doing. Come on, you've got you've got to take your time and read it. You don't want to. He's not going to let him read over it with his lawyers, is he? It's, it's like that episode of South Park, the human sentai pad, when you agree to all the terms and conditions. <laughs> you and your bloody South Park Honestly, references. If you've not seen that episode, please do, because it's so funny. Dear me. Um, then we cut to 2007, and suddenly Johnny is not aged 20 years, but fucking 40 years, because now he looks like Nick Cage. <laughs> He does, doesn't he? <laughs> he looks a lot like Nick Cage. You're right. Yeah, it's. I wonder why we're doing this podcast then. <laughs> it's just so, Nick Cage's stuntman. So Johnny has now become a famous stunt motorcycle rider. Uh, he runs into his former sweetheart Roxanne Simpson, uh, now a news reporter, whom he abandoned after his father's death. Every single um, time I heard the name Roxanne, all I just continue in my head is Roxanne, Roxanne, and I don't know the rest of the lyrics, so I just go. I thought you were gonna do Roxanne, put on the red light. Or maybe is it is it Roxanne in the Goofy movie as well? I think so. Um, once again, I'm sorry, Logan. <laughs> the only well, podcast to reference again. Ghost the Rider, goofy movie. the police, and the Goofy movie in one in sentence. sentence. <laughs> you, heard you heard it here first, folks. Um, you heard it here only. So he convinces her to attend a dinner date. Meanwhile, mm. uh, the devil's son, Blackheart, ooh, mm. uh, he comes to Earth and seeks aid from the hidden uh, three fallen angels bonded with the elements of air, earth, and water to find the lost contract of San Venganza. Um, and they were only missing fire. Yeah. Mm. So This is just like a shitty version of the Avatar the F- Last Airbender, then. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now about those um the hidden the hiding people. Yeah. <laughs> I cannot stress enough how adamantly I hate the designs of all of their characters. I 100% <laughs> agree. Why is wind looking like why 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 does the wind guy just look like sand? Yeah, why does why does he have dreadlocks? Um Yeah. I why does he have fangs but like the other guys don't? I don't get it. Like I, the water guy just looks like Salazar from bloody what's it called? Um Pirates of the Caribbean Salazar's Revenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's always wet. The other guy just says like dry skin. I it's so <laughs> bad. He's one guy I, just a bit mucky as well. One guy yeah, just got a bit of mud on him and he's the earth guy. Yeah, that's the <laughs> earth guy. He's just like, you know what? Screw it. Mud. Sorted. Yeah. Um, I don't honestly. I don't remember any of them really using any of their elemental powers. I just remember one of them like blowing him away, and I guess that must have been the wind guy. Yeah, they they yeah. try to use their elemental powers, but they don't do it at all. Like the the earth guy just runs him over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you have literally all of the earth below you, but nah, fuck it, car, broom, <laughs> broom, and and then the he, they also try to hang him. Yes, they they try to hang him, even though he has no visible neck at oh, that point. No, he doesn't Flash. have a neck. Oh, I wrote that down. I wrote down um, with the uh, keyboard emoji. Where's your neck at? Where's your neck at? Where's your neck at? Because he's he's got no fucking neck. It's uh, yeah, it's great. And also, he looks really stupid without any gloves on. He does look really <laughs> stupid without gloves on. I always found it weird how how he can actually talk without lips and pronounce, like, P's and stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, I just found it really, really funny that he was able to do it. Because imagine it if he had a lisp, basically, so he couldn't really pronounce proper everything. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here to take your soul. (laughs) Look into my eyes. <laughs> Your soul's weak at the blood of the innocent. <laughs> it's like Sam Jackson in Kingston. <laughs> Feels their pain. <laughs> oh my lord. Um, yeah. Go, go on, Logan. I'm sure you go were saying on. something. <laughs> and so, with the no neck. Um, that's not really related, but I, the design of Ghost Rider with the skinny hands, I think doesn't really look good. No, and I'm not, I'm not entirely sure why. I'm sure it's something to do with the fact that the effects look really bad. Um, they 3D rendered Nicolas Cage's skull and used that for the skull of Ghost Rider. Yeah. See, I think that's very cool, but it didn't work out well. It just looks like clay. Yeah, it's a cool idea. They just failed horribly at trying to make it a reality. Yeah, definitely. I think though the uh, the transformation scene is really cool. Hang on, we'll actually we'll be getting to that now. Um, yeah, let me read this sentence. Uh, Mephistopheles <laughs> makes Johnny the new Ghost Rider and offers to return his soul if he defeats Blackheart. Johnny transforms into the Ghost Rider, his body burning, skin falling off his skeleton, and kills the Earth Angel Gressel. Oh, yeah, he that's, just yeah, immediately that's that kills him. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah, so... none of the elemental people have any threat whatsoever. They just slow him down for like 
half a minute. At least like the uh, the wind guy has a full chase. The water guy just melts. <laughs> um, yeah. I was going to say as well, like that scene of him changing, I think looked really cool. It's really mm-hmm. cool to watch. I think the cinematography on that one scene is the best part of this entire movie because I would have loved it to be a full all-in-one, like spinning around his body, and it was almost that, but then it cuts to above his head and then Nicolas Cage just screaming constantly. Mm-hmm. Which, yeah. imagine filming that scene. Yeah. Because yeah, nothing's happening. <laughs> There's nothing's happening. He's just going, ah! <laughs> I think that's, that's just it. Nicolas Cage getting coffee. <laughs> that's him going to starbucks hi what can i what do you want for your order ah! <laughs> would you like milk and sugar with that bah. <laughs> sorry sir we don't have any pumpkin spice lattes ah! <laughs> okay that joke's over that joke's over <laughs> that joke's over <laughs> coffee yeah. for nicholas rage <laughs> go on Logan. yeah again you were saying something i, I, I liked the transformation scene <sighs> and it, i i watched the second one first before this one and oh, compared to, compared to that one it's much much better yeah In this, i was gonna second say one, I, I i saw it on, uh, I've, I've listened to that podcast and I noticed that you you'd only done the second one. I was going to ask you, well, how come you didn't? How come you decided not to do the first one? Um, well, I did like a whole ordering thing based on their ratings and different um, platforms, and it just worked out that that one was ranked worse than oh, um, right. the enough. first one was. Fair, Fair enough. enough. Yeah, the tr- the transformation scene in the second one, it like zooms in on his face and like zooms back out and like his eyes bulge out and then their skulls so, yeah. so compared to this one yeah, compared to that one this one's like a masterpiece yeah <laughs> um, I mean, it's a better origin story than like venom becoming venom in the venom movie like, just just to say the least <laughs> um so then Ghost Rider uses the Penance Stare, a power that causes mortals to feel all the pain they have caused others, searing their soul uh, on a thug. Uh, just yeah. a random dude who's fighting a fat Amy. He only uses that, like, what, two times properly? Maybe three? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what? I'm so annoyed because that was, like, the most... It, that's the most interesting part about Ghost Rider to me, the fact that he judges the guilty and the innocent. Yeah, and I'm so annoyed that he didn't use it more in this because he could be a really good anti-hero if you know he used that more. But he just used it on some guy who was trying to mug someone, but it turns out he's obviously done it a lot and hurt people. Uh, used it on the main bad guy at the very end of the film and all the like thousand souls, which all thousand of those like they're all corrupt, aren't they? Yes. Right. I was gonna say because I forgot to hear that part like at the start of it. I just heard a thousand souls. I was like. They can't all be that bad. No, it it does. It says specifically here, a thousand corrupt souls. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say they can't all be you know horrible people. They've got to be somewhat decent. They might yeah, you know there might be one day there might be nine hundred ninety nine rapists, but one of yeah, them does exactly. some charity work. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know, so you never know. Like that, then he could have just lived on. 
Because he would have burned 999 swords and, and a, a bitch and a, ain't one. And a, and a charity worker ain't one. There you go. Boom. <laughs> Nailed it. Um, yeah, then the next day, he meets a man called the caretaker who knows about the Ghost Rider story. Ooh, I wonder why that is. Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah. It's so obvious, isn't it? It's so obvious. Yeah, and Sam Elliott has a very distinct voice. And I know Nicolas Cage didn't hear it in the first part. Like, did they try and... I don't know if they tried to hide it for the audience, but, like, he was being very obvious about the fact that he was a ghostwriter. Yeah, yeah, very. And I don't... I mean, he... I mean, we'll pro- we'll get to it later on when he when he like dies at, like the when Sam Elliott dies. But I don't understand why he does. Yeah, he it... has um, one less ride in him, I think it was. So like maybe his you know time of the go as the Ghost Rider was up. I don't and know, why did he, he waste does it? That, does that mean that he has like a hundred turns and then he's gone? <laughs> maybe, but if he has a limited amount of times, why would he waste his last one racing Nicolas Cage? Why not trying to help? Why not try to help him taking down like the literal devil? Yeah, that's exactly. What I was thinking like he had to use Roxanne at the end, but he could have come in with that shotgun instead. If why mm-hmm. did he have to just follow him there and just like, hey, all right, mate, see you later. I'm gonna go die now. Yeah. Why didn't he like at least say, listen, I'll hop on the back of your bike. We'll ride there. Mm-hmm. Then I'll become the Ghost Rider. Because like, yeah. why why just waste it? Yeah, like you said, just riding there. Why not just tell him, yeah, going down that way, straight straight route. About 100 miles that way. You'll be fine. Yeah. And then, no. Cause, then I'll, yeah. I'll meet you there, and then I'll turn. This movie's just too dumb. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then, um, he assures Johnny that what happened was real, and will happen again, especially at night, when he is near an evil soul. Ooh. Yeah, um, why... Like that's where it really like starts hammering home that um, it's gonna happen. Like he's the another Ghost Rider, because how the hell would he know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like how would he know specifically near an evil soul? Um. Then Johnny leaves to find Roxanne, who the last time we saw her was at the uh, was at dinner waiting for him, and he didn't turn up. And yeah. I wrote down mm. something uh, that I thought was potentially the weirdest part of this movie. In that Roxanne is sat at a dinner table in a nice dress, really fancy restaurant, and he hasn't turned up. And so she reaches in her bag and pulls out <laughs> a fucking magic eight ball. Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because she's wanting to know whether he will turn up or not. <laughs> it's the most <laughs> random thing. Honestly, it's like when you, you know, like when you were 12 years old. I don't know if this happened in the US, but it definitely happened in the UK. When you were going out with somebody in in primary school, and, and you used the love calculator. love calculator, yeah, it's exactly that. But yeah, day. we had we we had something like that back here. Oh thank <laughs> God, because I was gonna say if that's just a British thing. God damn Britain. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, yeah, I don't know why she has a magic eight ball. It's never brought yeah, up just... again. No, mm-hmm. she just brings out the love calculator and then realizes that they're not a match. They're not a match, and then sw- they're, yeah. they're a thirty-two percent match. <laughs> I forgot I was thinking percentages. Um, um, and she- also in that Sorry. scene, there's like she asks some waiter guy, like, "Am I attractive?" He goes like, eh. 
Like, she's very clearly attractive. She's, she's like Eva Mendes. Eva Mendes. <laughs> she's, yeah. she's easily very attractive. <laughs> but nah. No. Oh, to well, be honest, though, that dude has the biggest balls to say that to Eva Mendes. I mean, to be yeah. fair, I'd probably do the same, but then followed up by, no, 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 I was joking, I was joking, I was joking, please don't <laughs> no, punch me. No, 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 no. <laughs> Wait, am I going to get laid tonight if I say yes? <laughs> no, then no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I ain't simping for no one. <laughs> it's no simp no September, Xander. It's no simp September. <laughs> um... Yeah, she's reporting on the 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 events from last night, and um, uh, which, which is like a straight like down a road. It's all melted because the ghost rider drove down there. Um, and then at home, Johnny tries to control his firepower, and in this, um, we get a look at Nick Cage in a mirror, and this yeah, is a point he's he's, for a, he's ripped for a lot of speculation. Um, oh, it's definitely CGI. Nick Cage has abs. Yeah. Like big and eight-pack, basically. And this has been a point of contention for many years. Are they real? What are we saying, guys? I think they're fake. They I... look... His head looks really disproportionate to his body in that film. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying fake. I'm I'm also <laughs> going fake, but the director has claimed that they were real. As has Nick Cage. The thing is, though, he looks like Captain America before he, like, when he was a bit younger. Just <laughs> Do after he got frozen. Pre-serum. Yeah, pre-serum. He just looks like Captain America. But, yeah. It's very, I'm going to just send an image so that you can both, you know. Well, this is uh, great for our, uh, our audio listeners. Malici- it, malicious malware detected for a picture of Nicolas Cage's abs. <laughs> <laughs> cheers Norton cheers yeah cheers yeah, Graham Norton my word I remember they looked like pasted on like they looked like a set of like <laughs> pre-made abs and they just like glued <laughs> them onto him they were like they were too perfect yeah they were they were it's like when um, it's like when Paul Rudd has them in Ant-Man they just don't look right but the mm. thing is I, in Ant-Man he did you know bulk up for Ant-Man yeah, he did. So, you know, it, it could be that they are real. They don't look real, though. I, I think it's just because I, I love seeing Nick Cage as a, like, have a dad bod, really, because he's just the most <laughs> relatable celebrity because of that. <laughs> uh, he's the most relatable celebrity from the dad bod and the fact that he buys such useless shit and then needs to get another job so that he can buy more useless shit. I'm really glad you didn't say because he's a real daddy. I'm really glad you didn't say I that. mean... Nicholas Cage is the da- is the ultimate daddy. <laughs> I mean, he's about he's gonna play Joe Exotic for God's sake. He oh, is daddy, crap, he is, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> um, should we continue? No, I yes. just want to talk about Daddy Nicholas Cage for more. I don't. <laughs> <Daddy Cage. laughs> so you're the one who has a podcast about the man. <laughs> I I want to draw the line. I know when too much is too much. <laughs> no, so, no. So uh, Roxanne comes to visit uh, Johnny before leaving town, and Johnny reveals himself as the devil's bounty hunter. Unconvinced, she walks away in disbelief. 
because he no. says like you're not gonna believe me if i tell you and she's like no i will i promise i will then she he tells her and she's like well you're full of shit aren't you yeah, well i mean even if somebody said you're not gonna believe me and then they just told you yeah my my skull goes on fire and i burn all my skin off at night would you believe them <laughs> If it was Nick Cage, then yeah. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. I'd at least believe that he thinks that's happening. Yeah, I would. I would just assume he's like a drug addict or an alcoholic and just <laughs> envision the whole thing. Oh well, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> then, um, after brief imprisonment for murders, uh, Blackheart committed. Johnny kills the Air Angel, Abigail. And escapes from the police. When did he? When did he kill the air angel? When did that happen? He did like a uh, whip tornado on top of a yeah. roof after he escaped, and he just sort of disappeared. Oh yeah, because he he chains the helicopter and whips it round. Says you're pissing me you're off. Pissing me off. <laughs> that was like pretty cool. Two swear words in this entire movie. It's hey dickbag, and you're pissing me off, and he flips the police off. <laughs> That's um, it. That's a great scene when he gets arrested, though, and he's, like, covered up by all these guys, and then he turns into the Ghost Rider, and he points mm-hmm. at that one little kid who's in there, and he points at him and goes, Innocent! Yeah. That that was pretty cool. I, I do mm-hmm. really like that scene. I mean, even if he looked at you and said, You're innocent, I'd still shit my pants. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Yeah, because he's got a fucking fucking skull. Yeah. He's, like, a proper metal album cover. Like, mm. right, that... this is something that you, this is something that you mentioned to me yesterday or today, and I want to just talk about it quickly. The music in this film, like this music in this film, should be the most eighties metal music ever. It should be Metallica, ACDC, bloody yeah. like Iron Maiden, this that, and the other, and it's Ghost Riders in the Sky, three versions, including a Johnny Cash rendition. And Crazy Train. See, like, I was I was thinking about this. Um, Hellboy from 2019 is... Uh, it's a very stylized metal kind of movie. Every shot looks kind of like it's it could be on a metal... Uh, a heavy metal it, album cover. To be honest, I always see that movie as, like, concept art for Iron Maiden's album. Yeah, because it basically is. And I... Yeah. That, that movie feels and, like, has the tone of like almost just like a rock movie with yeah. with even like the music the score behind it whereas this just the score is generic and the music doesn't really fit the I think if they'd gone a little bit more heavy metal with it not I'm not yeah. the biggest fan of heavy metal but if they had gone with that I think it, the movie would have had a bit more personality and it you just know what? doesn't this movie is probably the best like version of a doom movie we're going to get for a while though at least <laughs> Because this fits the like this aesthetic that Doom goes for, and the music that like I want to re-edit this film, but with BFG Division in the background during the scene where he gets hanged. You're you're obsessed I, with I, Doom. You're obsessed. I am, but that would be so much better though. Like it would just make that scene feel a bit better because there's you know like really banging like metal music playing. Yeah, it, it should sit this well. The intensity should have definitely been ramped up for a lot of the scenes because otherwise it just felt like a CGI punching bag just going on for a few minutes. It should have really been like intense. Exactly. I think There's the no... main thing is this needed to be like an R-rated movie, and I don't think it was, was it? 
no, PG thirteen, no. right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, this needed to be R rated, one hundred percent. Um, I think yeah, it, there's no, there doesn't feel like there's ever any stakes in this movie. Nothing, nothing mm. feels imminent. Nothing feels like you, you never feel tense in this movie. No, it's, no. it's just like, oh, the devil and the demons are doing this, and Nicholas Cage is just sort of sitting around talking to his girlfriend. Like nothing, it never feels connected. It never feels like anyone is reacting properly to anything in the no. film. It feels like there's half a, a rom-com with Nicolas Cage and Eva Mendes and half a dark, gritty action movie with <laughs> a guy who has a flaming skull head. Yeah. Um, then, wait, where, where was I up to? Oh, crap. Uh, he the, to the um, caretaker. Oh, yeah. Um, jo- Johnny kills the air angel and escapes from the police. He returns to the caretaker, who tells him of his predecessor, Carter Slade, a Texas ranger who hit the contract of San Venganza. I wonder who it is. Can I just say, Carter Slade is the most badass name possible for a Ghost Rider, and probably also the most generic name for him. Well, other than it... Johnny Blaze. I was going to say, Nicolas Cage's name is Johnny Blaze. Like, Johnny Blaze... Honestly, I genuinely thought for a second when I heard Johnny Blaze, I was watching the uh, Fantastic Four. Because <laughs> imagine Johnny Blaze, like imagine like him as Johnny Blaze. <laughs> for God's sake, <laughs> it would fit him so much better. Yeah. Um, and oh, go on, go on, Logan. Sorry. Just that um, this um, the same year this was released, two thousand seven. The Fantastic Four Silver Surfer movie was released. It was mm. shit. Oh and, gosh. Um, I believe so was Spider Man Three. It was that- Spider Man Three was released. Why was this such a bad year for comic book movies? Yeah. Oh my it, god. And like those were just those were all those were just the big three. There were like a ton of other like animated movies. But those were, like the only big ones. Shit. That that's a bad comic book year. Seeing as like the yeah. next year we get the Dark Knight and Iron Man, that's in that's an insane glow up. I mean, we, oh. to be honest though, we did get like Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, so I'm willing to forgive it. <sighs> he's obsessed with Pirates of the Caribbean. I apologize. He, he has not stopped talking about him all day. Wait, no, never mind. We also got B movie. <laughs> Best year ever. <laughs> If we're talking about memes, then. <laughs> I mean, we also got Epic Movie, if anybody remembers that piece of shit. I'm going to move on now, David. <laughs> um, um, at home, Johnny discovers that Blackheart has killed his friend Mac. Oh, yeah, Mac is in this movie. He's dead now. Oh, yeah. It's fine. Oh, um, yeah. I forgot he existed. And yeah. And he's taken Roxanne captive, intending to kill her if Johnny does not deliver the contract. Johnny tries to use the pen and stare on Blackheart, but it proves ineffective, as Blackheart has no soul. Uh, so then, Blackheart then orders Johnny to retrieve the contract and bring it to him in San Ven- Venganza. Yeah, where is mm. San Venganza? Because I'm not gonna lie, like this isn't like a joke. I I thought that what the aesthetic of it looked kind of like um you know like pictures of the like holocaust killing grounds stuff like that it looked like that jesus christ like it just no it just looked like the photos of the ruins David, of them. it's in america 
Yeah, I don't care. It's like near Mexico. I'd, I'd assume it's like Arizona or New Mexico, somewhere there. Yeah. It's not a, a Holocaust place. No, it just looks like the aesthetic of it. Jesus Christ. Jeez. Anyway. I mean, it could have been based on it. You never know. Why have I, why have I, I got Red Dead Redemption coming up when I search for that? It's probably a spot in Red Dead Redemption. Hopefully. That'll be cool. Um, so then Johnny returns to the caretaker, demanding the contract to save Roxanne. The caretaker reveals that it is hidden inside a spade. Who knew? Telling Johnny that he is more powerful than his predecessors because he sold his soul for love rather than greed before giving him the contract. The caretaker then transforms with Blaze, now knowing that the caretaker was actually <gasps> Carter Slade. Who wow. No way. Yes. I'm shocked. Nah, with his, you're lying. With his, with his impossible knowledge about the very intricate details of the Ghost Rider um, <laughs> mythos. Who would have thought? <laughs> nah, you, they've clearly got a mistake, Xander. That, that wasn't in the movie. Yeah, it was. It was. Nah. Um, Slade then leads Johnny to San Venganza. And uh, gives him a lever-action shotgun before saying his goodbyes and then fading away. And we've talked about this. That was really dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, I do appreciate how the how his Ghost Rider bike has, like, the horse skull head on the front. And, like, mm-hmm. when when the caretaker turns into the Ghost Rider, his horse is, like, it's all skeleton-y. So like yeah. it's kind of like still the same sort of Ghost Rider, just like for the modern day. I think that's kind of interesting. I, honestly, I think that one scene is also a really good scene when he turns into the Ghost Rider just immediately on point, and then he looks to the horse and he just goes, "Can you keep up?" And the horse just slowly becomes Ghost Horse. Ghost mm-hmm. Horse. I I I I genuinely loved that bit because the ghost like the horse just kind of looks cute in a terrifying way. Um. I think instead of calling it the ghost horse, we should call it the ghost ridden. <laughs> if he's the ghost rider, he must be the ghost ridden. That's so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> I think David, has David actually left the call? Is he still here? <laughs> no, I'm still here. I'm very tempted to leave, though. <laughs> I could be doing better things in my life right now than hearing you say ghost ridden. <laughs> A, a phrase I hope I never hear again. But you will hear it again. Because <laughs> I'm definitely going to use it all the time. I'm quitting the podcast. <laughs> oh, I'm crying. I'm actually crying at that. <laughs> there are tears. Ghost are tears. ridden. <laughs> so, after... Five years I've talked with this man. <laughs> after killing the water angel, Wallow... I don't know when that happens. <laughs> that literally, that's all. It happens as quick as this sentence ends. <laughs> like, literally, he just falls into the water. And then he just looks at him and starts drowning him. And then he just turns into the ghost rider. He's like, oh, shit, I forgot he has firepower. And then he just melts and dies. Great. Yeah, and, and that scene was, like, disjointed from anything else that happened. Like, it was <laughs> an entirely different set piece. It was, like, in the middle of a swamp. Yeah. Like, yeah. N- not related to anything else. There's Just... no swamp there in that, like, overview of the entire place. We don't mm-hmm. see a swamp. 
he just kind of appears in a swamp. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it feels very much like, shit, we finished the movie, we forgot about one of the henchmen. <laughs> he was just <laughs> off of having a pint. <laughs> um, so then um, Johnny gives Blackheart the contract. Sweet. Uh, he transforms <laughs> into well, the Ghost Rider to subdue Blackheart, but he's rendered powerless at sunrise. Oh no. Mm. What a shame. Mm. Um, using the contract to absorb the thousand souls, Blackheart attempts to kill Johnny, but he's distracted when Roxanne uses John- Johnny's discarded shotgun to separate them. Johnny shoots Blackheart with the gun, which turns into a hellfire shotgun due to being in the shadows. This is in that the- bit is awesome, actually. I genuinely love that moment. This is this is a lot of detail for like the final bit when we've skipped over an hour and forty minutes <laughs> in like yeah. four paragraphs, and now it's focused. Like the last five minutes is the fattest paragraph on this page. To be honest, the last five minutes has the most in it. Like that one, that shotgun alone just looks sick. It does, to be fair. It looks. I love the design of it because it's so. It's weirdly steampunky, but also like just metal at the same time it's like if steampunk had a metal album that's <laughs> what that weapon is and i love every second of it and i want it <laughs> i want it on my wall yeah literally <laughs> i just want to hold it and then just like be happy i um, also like to be happy but still uh, he also uses his pen and stare to render him catatonic burning all the corrupt souls within blackheart um Mephistopheles appears and returns Johnny's soul, offering to take back the curse of the Ghost Rider. Um, yeah. Determined not to make another deal, Johnny declines, declaring that he will use his power against the demon and against all harm that comes to the innocent. Um, infuriated, Mephistopheles vows to make Johnny pay and disappears with Blackheart's body. Sequel! D- does that happen in the sequel? Well... I was about I to remember. say that in the sequel, um, the whole plot is Nicolas Cage wants to get rid of the curse. He's yeah. he, he's tired of living the Ghost Rider life. Even Mendez is nowhere to be found. He teams up with Idris Elba and tries to get rid of his curse while also helping the Antichrist. Oh wow! This... Yeah, yeah. I want to watch this movie now. I we should we should do it at some point. Logan, <laughs> are you up for a sequel? Even though you've already sure. Got <laughs> um, Roxanne go tells Johnny that he has has had his second chance and kisses him. Johnny rides away on his motorcycle, preparing for his new life as the Ghost Rider. End credits. Can I just say once again, Xander, we get to bring up a a classic Filmian meme when he turns blue through the the through the power of love, love. <laughs> by the way logan you may need some context with that basically i accidentally said that when we were talking about the 1994 or 84 94 the 1994 um fantastic four because he just becomes human again like the the thing mm. through the power of love and whilst i was making notes i actually wrote down that bit and wrote down the rest of the song and so we burst into song. It was great. <laughs> yeah. And it's happened and it's happened twice more now. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's a running gag. It's a running gag. Us getting hunted down by Huey Lewis and his news. <laughs> and his um, news. 
<laughs> That's the funniest thing you've said all day, and I hate you for ghost ridden still. <laughs> <laughs> um there you go, that's uh that's Ghost Rider. It's a bit of a it's a bunch of pieces of shit, isn't it? It's a bunch of pieces of shit. Mm-hmm. But I love it. Um I wrote this movie is bad, obviously. Um I thought the CGI on Ghost Rider wasn't terrible. It wasn't the worst thing in the movie, but everything else does look like shit. Um there was an opportunity to make this feel like a super heavy metal style movie, but they didn't take it anywhere near far enough. Nick Cage is an alert is hilarious in this wild performance, so I guess that can't be too bad. Uh, four out of ten for me. I'm gonna I'm gonna go above and beyond and say a seven out of ten for me just because of one nostalgia. I have watched this movie way too much in my life. That causes um, me pain that you've just given this movie a seven out of ten. Yeah, I have. I have genuinely given it a seven because I love this movie so much. I love Nicolas Cage in this film. I think he's just really funny and stupid. And I like the idea of more Ghost Rider. I want an actual proper Ghost Rider film in the NCU or something along the lines of like Daredevil on Netflix. I would love to see edgy, proper metal Ghost Rider because I think the way, reason they toned it down so much is to adhere to mainstream audiences. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because like mainstream audiences, let's be honest, not everybody's into metal music. I love it. I doubt you two do. No. Yeah, not my cup yeah. of tea. See, one in three people love metal music out of <laughs> this one thing. <laughs> out of this one little experiment, one in three. Um, what yeah. what are your final thoughts on this movie, Logan? Um, I would give the film a five out of ten. Five. Five. There. There are a lot of very bad um, CGI choices. I think the worst is when they um, made Blackheart's eyes red at the end there. Oh, yeah. I oh, hated when that. Legion. Mm-hmm. When it becomes Legion. I think that the, the design overall is fine, but the red eyes specifically I hate. But there's something... and there's It's entertaining. You know, it's a dumb, fun uh, action movie. Nicholas Cage gets to ham it up, and you know, at the end of the day, that's what we all really want from a movie. It is, or at least what right. you want from a movie. No, it's what we all really want. <laughs> it's what the whether world you, wants, whether you know it or not. <laughs> I mean, you're doing the world a favor by ranking every single Nicholas Cage movie. You've got a lot to do. <laughs> it's not all been pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> there have been a. Which one was I listening to the a, a couple of weeks ago? I was listening to one. It was with is there like a tiger on a train or something? Primal. There's a tiger yes. on a on a boat with a war criminal. Yeah, and you just sounded exhausted, and it was so funny. <laughs> Quickly, was, what's the worst one you've seen now? Between worlds. Between worlds. Can you explain that quickly? So, um, Nicolas Cage is a truck driver. He meets this woman who can go into the spirit world if she gets choked and almost passes out. <laughs> and so so he helps her um, bring her daughter back from the hospital. And, uh-oh, there's a surprise. Her daughter is being possessed by Nicolas Cage's dead wife. <laughs> and the acting's horrible. The plot is horrible. Nothing makes sense. <laughs> 
my god, I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> <It's> fantastic. <laughs> I that was the first one out of ten I've given any Nicolas Cage movie. Oh, wow. wow. And I think what? I think I've given a few more over the year over the not years over the weeks <laughs> <laughs> so you just you just feel a lot older because you watch so many crap movies <laughs> dog so much nicholas cage you are becoming him slowly <laughs> An- another really bad one was dog eat dog i've heard just of that one i think i have it on blu-ray so bizarre and horrible that I've, was the i've not the- heard of this one <laughs> Um, Nicholas Cage is a gang member with Willem Dafoe and some other guy. Um, and they gotta, I don't even remember, they gotta steal money to pay off some mob boss. Willem Dafoe murders, like, um, a woman and her child in the first few minutes of the movie. Uh, Nicholas Cage loves Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, it's just horrible. Those are the um, only two one out of tens I've given. Okay, wow. so I've just Googled Dog Eat Dog, and that's got a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes and 4.7 on IMDb. The thing reads, Ex-cons Troy, Mad Dog, and Diesel are hired by an eccentric mob boss to kidnap a baby and hold it for a large ransom. When the abduction goes awry, or airy, I'll say that, the men find themselves on the run from the mob and the cops. Vowing to stay out of prison at all costs, getting away with the crime is a matter of life and death. I imagine the baby's life and death. Well, the baby is in about 30 seconds of the movie. I'll so be perfectly honest. So where's the baby the rest of it? Um, still in the house that they broke <laughs> they into. For, they just leave it in the house whilst they're on the run. Yeah, they they shoot a guy and they just leave the baby there. Oh, and wow. the, the worst part is... That movie was directed by the guy who wrote Taxi Driver and Raging Bull. Holy no. crap. No way. That guy is... And Paul Schrader. Yeah. It was oh so, God. so bad. Because he wrote and directed um, First Reformed as well with Ethan Hawke, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that movie's really, really good. And I've been like mm-hmm. looking through his career and it's like, oh, wow, he's done a lot of good stuff. But then I guess everyone has one stinker, don't they? He probably has a few more than one, let's be honest. He also did Dying of the Light, which I've seen with Nicolas Cage, and that is truly horrendous. Mm-hmm. 8% yep. on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I saw that one too. That was... Yeah. There have been a few there have been a few really rough bumps in the road on this journey. <laughs> this guy has a lot of love for Nicolas Cage. He's even done... He did another one called um, Bringing Out the Dead, which is apparently good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was um, directed by Martin Scorsese. What the actual living hell? Yeah. <laughs> Shut and the fuck Nicola- <laughs> Why is Nicolas Cage in a Scorsese movie, and why is he not in like The Irishman? <laughs> yeah. Um. I I like that one. That one. I didn't. I yeah. I didn't like it at first, but um, I was a fool, and I watched it again, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I like those kind of movies that you you watch the first time, you're like, I'm not sure on this, and then you watch it again, and you're like, oh my god, this is a masterpiece. Yeah, you did that with Interstellar, didn't you? I did, yeah. We talked about Interstellar last week, and the first time I watched it, I didn't like it. Then I watched it again and was like, I'm a fool. I'm a big old fool. Yeah, I, I've only seen that once, and I wish I could watch it again, but 
don't know. It was so bizarre. I I just couldn't bring myself to watch it again. What was the Interstellar you mean? Uh, yeah, in the Interstellar, the um, bookcase, infinite um, bookshelf yeah. at the end. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a it's a it's it's a mind fuck, but it is. It's a it's it's a it's a it's a good one. It's a good one. It's a good mind fuck. <laughs> It's you know it's one you of those really ones where you enjoy your mind afterwards. Fucked. <laughs> it's like anyway, you, you like you smoke a couple of cigarettes after it, you know. Anyway, you, you're ready for round two straight after. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, we, uh, we've reached the end of the movie. We did uh, reach the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Hang on, what's yeah. happened here? What's happened here? <laughs> yeah, why am I doing this bit? That's your, this is your part, Zander. That felt weird. <laughs> Well, let's not do you that again. Can, oh. can I say it? Can I say it? No, I want to say it. No, I, I want to do it. We no. haven't done that yet. Yeah, no. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Fuck you. you. Do it Fuck, you. <laughs> Fuck you. Right, so, Logan, it's time for that It's time for that part of the podcast. It's time for you to sell us a movie, or a book, or a video game, or a music, David, or a TV show. David, you fucked it. You fucked it. You fucked it already. <laughs> well, I didn't say or a book if you're a nerd. Do you, do you want me to do it? Do you want me to do it instead? No. No. I'm gonna I'm gonna show you how it's done so that next week you can do it properly. How about that? No, fuck you. <laughs> so, Logan, we've come to that point in the show where <laughs> quote me. Where we're, we uh we do we do some recommendations, but we don't call them recommendations here. We uh we say, Hey Logan, sell me a movie or a TV show or a game or a music or a book if you're a nerd. Uh, all right. Who did it better? Um, I, I'm, I can't. They were both so good. I can't pick sides. <laughs> <laughs> just write, just, he's just writing his notes now. Never talk to these nutters again. <laughs> <laughs> Delete off Discord. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. Um, any 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 recommendations then? Any recommendations? Um, well, uh, let me think. If I could recommend a movie, probably already have seen it. It was kind of famous when it came out, but um, National Treasure, starring yes! Nicolas Cage. <laughs> yes, I was actually going to recommend that myself. Th- that. That is my all-time favorite Nicolas Cage movie. And I'm sure it's just nostalgia because I grew up watching it. But I don't think there's a single weak element in that film. Nicolas Cage pulls off the Indiana Jones um, type very well. It's historically accurate, but not boring. It's got subvertive um, characters and... Overall, I think if you want a fun watch, you can't go wrong with uh, National Treasure. Hundred percent agreed. I, I, by the way, you're not. You know, it's not just nostalgia blinding you. It is a fantastic movie. Um, okay, is good. It, are both as good as each other? Would you say? Or I would say that National Treasure is better than the second one, but only because that it's National Treasure. I think yeah. it is a perfect sequel but is lessened because it's not the original i actually agree yeah it's a really good movie like the second one is really good 
And it's like the stakes are way higher than the first one, but because that first one is so special, it's still not as good. It's kind of like with like Shrek. Because <laughs> I prefer Shrek 1 to Shrek 2. Because it's Shrek 1, Wait, and that's you, it. You prefer Shrek 1 to Shrek 2? I do. I genuinely do. Dude! Like, honestly, there's the one scene that makes me prefer Shrek 1 to Shrek 2 is, some of you may die, but that is a risk I am willing to take. <laughs> like, it just reminds me of Boris Johnson too much, man. I love it. Oh, big up Boris. <laughs> no, National God, twat. <laughs> National twat. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, no. So, um... Like, Logan, how much would you buy slash sell National Treasure for? Yeah, that's that's what we do. How much would I spend getting it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I would spend upwards of $300, I'd say. <laughs> so 280 quid. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. <laughs> top, top tier answer. Top tier answer. <laughs> See, we've always gotten so realistic, just like on how much Blu-rays actually cost. Yeah, we've been like, yeah, we'd we'd probably like buy this for like you know eight quid, nine quid if it was on offer or something, and then no three three hundred three hundred three hundred. Yeah, after that, um, I'm after that price, I might resort to less legal options to get it. <laughs> Don't worry, you've got Disney Plus, mate. It'll be fine. Yeah, Disney yeah. Plus. Disney Plus all the way. And speaking of which, National Treasure 3 is going to be out on Disney Plus sometime what? in the near future. Yeah. They haven't announced they're making National Treasure 3 and a TV show based on it, not with the main characters. But I'm not going to watch the TV show, but please tell me Nick Cage is returning. Yes, he is. I believe he demanded to be in it. This makes me a happy boy. Because he he loved the role so much. It brought him such joy to bring like so like a good performance to the world. And because the first two made a buttload of money. Oh yeah. Xander? Yeah, that's that's a good reason to do it. National <laughs> Treasure Two is its highest grossing film to date with like a few hundred wow. million dollars. Oh wow. Yeah. That's great. I mean, it's expected, but very unexpected. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so Sander, we are we are clearly covering National Treasure One and Two. Yes, we we I guess we'll have to when the third one comes out then. <laughs> no, in general, we need to do it now. <laughs> He's Logan has reminded me of the brilliance of these movies, and I need to watch them again. <laughs> um, David, why don't you Zander. sell me something? I'm not doing the whole thing again. <laughs> <laughs> Lazy twat. Uh. <laughs> What can I recommend? Um, 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 um. See, the problem I'm with going to... the problem with all the things I've watched this week is we're going to be talking about them on a podcast in a couple of yeah, weeks. Yeah, so there's no point in recommending them. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I am going to recommend. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to recommend Futurama because I watched a few episodes this week and I really love that show. Hey. Mm. So mm. Uh, yeah, I I ended up watching a few episodes with a friend. Uh, and it was fantastic. Obviously, socially distant, aka over the internet. Yes. Uh, it Good was stuff. very sad and very funny. But yeah, I really enjoy that show. I think that Futurama is obviously better than The Simpsons. Obviously. Primarily because yep. it ended. 
Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that's why it's better. It had a def- it had a definitive ending, and the fit The Simpsons never will. It had a contingent storyline. It had something going on throughout the entire thing. The recurring gags were there specifically so that it could end. Because you can't have recurring gags in The Simpsons where it's literally like a soap opera at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's one reason why I think like Futurama is better. I also think Futurama is a lot better when it comes to the writing. The, the, like, the future setting allows for a more creativity with the writing. Sure. Even though Simpsons have fucking aliens. But so yeah. the Futurama and the aliens are better in this. It's not just two of them. Everyone's an alien. Everyone is in, an alien. In, I may be wrong. No, I am right. The writer team of Futurama has over 50 years of Harvard University um, learning between them and seven masters and three PhD degrees. Yeah. What? It's it's very stacked out. Yeah, they are um, very, very smart people. And that's why like a lot of the writing is actually quite smart when it comes to the character development of the characters in the show. Like, if you think about the character arcs through certain, perpe- through certain people and also the character arcs in certain episodes, they can be pretty smart and pretty heartwarming and quite emotional. Like, yeah. what's what? The B episode when um, Fry or Leela gets stung by that bee and starts seeing Fry as he died for her. That is oh, heartbreaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like obviously the the famous one is Jurassic Park. Like that oh, one breaks my heart every single time I see <laughs> yeah. it because it's like that's a classic story as well. Like that's been told mm-hmm. many times. There's a there's a famous one. I've forgotten the name of it, but it's um there's, they made a movie about it, about this dog who like was rescued by somebody, and then he went like the guy went to work and he wasn't allowed to take him into work, so the dog waited outside his work and waited there for like i think a, a year or so i've heard about this movie i've heard about this and it broke my heart when i watched it and it, it's the same story like he waited there for so many years like seymour was just constantly waiting there just to see fry again and it's super sweet and brings a tear to my eye every time because i'm a bitch you need to stop referring to crying as being a bitch. <laughs> no, because I am a bitch. <laughs> um, how much would you sell a box set of Futurama for then? Oh, box set of Futurama. You know what? I would 100% like sell it for like 80 quid. Wow. Because you get, what, 10 seasons, four feature-length films, basically. Yeah. As one of the seasons. And like bonuses, this, that, and the other, probably featurettes. And you know what? I'd even bundle in the PS2 game because why the fuck not? <laughs> I'd I I actually bought the box set on on DVD a few years ago for thirty quid. So worth I, every I, penny. I probably wouldn't uh. go any higher than thirty quid, but simply because I don't want to pay any more than I already did. So I mean, I'd I'd buy it for that much on Blu-ray easily. Oh yeah, yeah. If it came to Blu-ray, then yeah. Especially with that um, PS2 game bundled in. <laughs> PS4 remaster <laughs> the future army game it's literally just a straight up port yeah <laughs> and um, it's 50 quid <laughs> um my reckon my my sell me a movie this week is um it's a brand new Netflix movie and uh it's uh I'm thinking of ending things mm. yeah I've heard about that one mm. Charlie Kaufman right it is yeah we um I when I when the trailer came out for this a few weeks ago, 
I was super hyped. It looked like the best. It, I think it's the best trailer I've seen all year for a, for a movie. It got like I didn't even know this movie exists. Saw the trailer and it became super high up on my anticipated list for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And so, and I love uh, Eternal Sunshine, Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. It's one of my favorites. Um, I watched Being John Malkovich over lockdown. That was fantastic. So I was interested to see more from Charlie Kaufman. And and so I watched it this morning. And it's a very interesting movie. It's Mm. very strange and bizarre, as you'd expect from a Charlie Kaufman movie. Of course. But the, the only difference is, in this, there's no sort of... There's no sort of natural plotline to keep you tethered to reality so like Mm -hmm. in eternal sunshine you've got the people on the outside of jim carrey's mind that sort of keep keep the movie grounded and in being john malkovich you've got um john cusack's relationship with cameron diaz to keep the movie grounded when it's not being weird as hell but in this it goes full artsy all the time and you can't connect with anyone because no one is outside of this plot. By the way, the mic's oh. off. To turn it back on, slide the switch on the back of Google Home. Shut up, I guess, Google. I guess the mic's off. <laughs> Apparently it is. I don't think it is. I don't believe that the mic's off, but I think it is. I, I lightly tapped it because I was moving something, and oh. then it just burst out. You've ruined the take, David. You've ruined the... We'll have to start again. We'll have to start again. <laughs> Hi, welcome to the Film Me Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're talking about the Ghost Ridden. I mean, Ghost Rider. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's got a stacked cast. It's got Jesse Buckley from um, Wild Rose that and offer performance in this that has become my next um, movie on my watch list. Um, oh, I always forget his name. Jesse Plemons. Uh, Jesse Plemons. Uh, it's got Tony Collette and uh, David Doolis. And when they're all together, when the four of them are together, there's a there's a dinner scene. And that is by far the best scene in the movie. It is incredibly well done, well directed, well acted, and I think well written as well. Because like it feels like you can't get a read on anyone in the scene, how anyone's feeling. And it feels like every time the count every time it cuts to a different person they've been told to have feel a different emotion in that scene Mm. so Mm. that every single cut everyone's feeling something different because it's so bizarre and so out of whack the whole scene it's fantastic i'd recommend watching that scene um but then the rest of the movie it's just too up its own ass that's my problem with like a lot of artsy style films like that was my problem with midsummer that was my problem with hereditary like they feel very up their own arse yeah and like Like, especially midsummer more than hereditary i now see why like i i like i like quite artsy movies i love hereditary it's one of my favorites Uh, i really like midsummer um and i understand now where you come from when you say you don't like those movies david because it's I don't feel the connection to a plot. It just feels like, let's see how weird we can take this before people start checking out. Like, Yeah, there's... exactly. That's what, like, Midsummer felt to me. Yeah, it's this, like, there's a there's a moment where, th- th- there's a beautiful dance number 
between like between two ballet dancers that they, they swap them out for the actors and it's it's a really well well directed scene it's a beautiful dance I had no idea what the fuck was happening. <laughs> like, I need some sort of plot. I had to watch three ending explained videos to actually understand the plot of this movie because the plot itself seems, like, from the trailer, it seems quite simple. You know, uh, a girl goes to meet her boyfriend's parents for the first time. She's thinking of breaking up with him. And then when she gets there, the family's quite weird. And you think that's the movie, but that's only about an hour of the movie and then you've got another hour and 15 minutes of just weird shit hmm. and like uh, that's fair it's it's well shot it's well acted it's well directed but it just make to me it makes no sense and i feel like that's that's really dragged the movie down um so it's I'm- I'm so glad that this is how you feel about this film, so you can finally see my stance on Hered- on Midsummer. Because like the story is fine in Hereditary, but there's certain scenes that just make it so up his own ass that do not need to be in there at all. That make no fucking sense, such <laughs> as sex scene where old lady pushing on the guy's ass. I mean, that's that's and weird. Going, but... Yeah, like Fuck. it doesn't need to be in there. Why is it there? Because he said "fuck you" to the audience. That's why he just wanted people to, you know, feel weird in the cinema. Hey, you, you not, you're not allowed to feel weird about that until you've sat with my dad watching it. Why specifically with your dad? Because I had to do that. Okay, I'll sit with your dad and watch Midsummer. Oh. Fuck yeah. Oh no. That, oh dear. <laughs> dad, I'm sorry. It's I'm not so- like I can sit with my own dad. Oh, good lord. See, that's what I was trying to avoid. That's what I was trying to avoid. <laughs> I'm allowed to see it. You can't. Yep. Broken homes. Woo! Woo! Well, if you like Charlie Kaufman, and (laughs) (laughs) getting back to that, and if you like Nicolas Cage, which we all do, have I got the film for you? Adaptation. Adaptation. That's also on my uh, on my shame list. I think I need to uh, wait. Is it called Adaptation? Adaptation. I need to see it already because it's Nicolas Cage. That was the first ever movie I reviewed on this podcast of mine. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was not a good one to start off with because <laughs> I was very unprepared for that movie and podcasting <laughs> as a whole. <laughs> it, yeah. It, what, what's it about? I, I kind of can't get a grip on the plot. So Nicolas Cage plays Charlie Kaufman who was hired to adapt a book called The Orchid Thief into a movie. He couldn't, so instead he wrote the movie about him not being able to write that movie. Now that covers the first third of it. And then after that, it just goes all up in flames. Like Everything's made up. Um, a few people die. Um, the author gets like arrested for stuff. It's a whole thing. Right. <laughs> and Nicolas Cage, I know a few stuff about that. Nicolas Cage, that was his second Oscar nomination um, wow. after Leaving he Las was, Vegas, wasn't it? Yeah, and he was supposed to win this one, but, you know, Hollywood. Yeah. And What won it in that year, though? In 2000, the 2003 Oscar, yeah. Um, I'm searching that up, but I know at the same time that that may have been the only instance where a person who did not exist got nominated for an Oscar 
because Charlie and his twin brother David were both nominated. Because in the movie, Nicolas Cage plays Charlie and his twin brother. But in real life, he doesn't have a twin brother. Oh, <laughs> shit. So, yeah. That year... That's really cool. Um, Adrian Brody won Best Actor for The Pianist. Oh, that's a that's a that's a Holocaust movie, David. That's got to win. Oh, mm. yeah, fair enough, then. Yeah, that's the rule. GGS. It's what Kate. It's what. It's what. It's how Kate Winslet won. <laughs> Jesus. Do it. Do, do a Holocaust movie. GG. Holocaust. By the way, that's not my joke. That is from extras. Don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Cool. But yeah, I'd I'd recommend that movie. I like that one a lot. Adaptation. I need. I do need to check that out. I also need to watch a uh, Animalisa. I'm literally mm-hmm. hovering over that right now. Yeah, that that looks uh, really interested as well. Mm. Yeah, cool. I think. Are we done? Did we did we do this? Did we just Apparently. did we just do a podcast? It seems like it. Oh wow! From that my was, point of view, what a what a wild ride that was. I don't know how you've done two of these with Xander. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I've done nearly 30 of them, but I don't know how you've done two of them. <laughs> take, mm. it, take it one, one step at a time. Yeah. <laughs> You'll become a new co-host, David. <laughs> You're free soon. <laughs> um, I think that, that will do it for this week, then. Um, a massive, huge applaud, applaud like mad. For uh, Mr. Logan Mott, the host of the ups and downs of Nicolas Cage. Thank you so much for coming on, mate. Yeah, my pleasure. Shout out what, what what you've got going on. Where can the people find you? All right, so strap in. So you can find my podcast, Ups and Downs of Nicolas Cage, pretty much anywhere podcasts can be. Um, I've also got an Instagram, uh, at Ups and Downs of Nicolas Cage. And a Twitter page at the Ups and Downs Four. Um, make sure to put the Ups and Downs and Four because I've made that mistake multiple times. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's where you can find little me. Fantastic! I will. Uh, I will make sure to leave all the links, all those links, in the description as well, so you guys can just go ahead and head and find him. Yeah, do the big thing and go and follow him. I am. Yes, yeah, exactly. That's true. Yeah. Um, David, I, Xander. I, I think I have to thank you here. Thank you for being here, but I don't want no, to. No, you don't, because I'm literally on the podcast every week. Yeah, I know, but it, it, it feels polite. So. It's not polite. I'm literally Cheers. your co-host. Thanks for being here, David. I'm your co-host. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Co-host. Remember that. Um, Squat. <laughs> Remember your place. <laughs> know your fucking place, know your trash. Place, trash. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Logan. <laughs> You're better than this. No, we're not. No, we're not better than this. Um, that yeah, that will do it then. Um, thanks for listening this week. Uh, I will leave a link to the Apple. Uh, go go listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Listen to us on Spotify uh, or on YouTube. And then I will also leave a link to the Facebook page, the Twitter page, and the Instagram page where we put clips out before the podcasts go out and bonus clips that aren't in the podcast throughout the week. It's quite fun and entertaining, I guess. I like them. Um, <laughs> of course you like them. 
Yeah, I, I have to. I have to. Even though they're usually <laughs> my funny moments and you just sit there laughing. That's not always true. It's <laughs> most of the time. Sometimes it's James or Alex. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. Next week. What what did we decide we were doing next week, David? Um, we're, we're biding time until the week after. Uh, I've forgotten. We're doing Alien and Aliens. That's it. Yes. I've totally forgotten. And we will explain why next week, because it's too long to explain now. Yeah. Um, but do get hyped, guys, because in uh, after next week, we are doing another tournament, which is going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Isn't it, David? I'm sorry, I was yawning. <laughs> Sick. Sick. Yes, it's going to be a lot of fun in a couple of weeks, because we're doing another tournament, and we've been prepping this one for a good couple of months. Yeah. Were you yawning Sorry, again? I'm, I'm, I'm tired, man. I've been to work. Oh, for fuck's sake. Right. That's it. That's the podcast. Thanks, everyone. And uh, stay safe. Goodbye. Cheers, guys. Mm. <laughs> we did it. We did it, guys. We did it. <laughs> Just that. Mm. <laughs> I never, I'm never good at endings. When I do interviews, I, I'm never good at ending them. So I mean, neither is Nicolas Cage, but you know, <laughs> I honestly it's better it, than your idol. I'm, I'm shocking at openings because I always stumble over my words, and then at the end, you get into a rhythm, and then you like try and just sign off, and it just doesn't work. So every, <laughs> every week it's slightly different. So I'll just be like, at the end, sometimes I'm like, oh, thank Christ, that's over, and then, and then the podcast left. <laughs> Exactly.